God wants to talk to you. Um, I've preached a, a series of messages based on this idea of God speaking to us, us being led by the Holy Spirit, uh, almost three years ago, two years ago, I believe it was. But as we begin a new year, uh, I believe it's important for us to learn to hear the voice of God, to be led by the Spirit of God, because I believe God will never lead us astray. I believe that God will never lead us wrong. And I believe that if we'll follow Him, we can live out His will and His plan for our lives. And I believe that we can see His blessings in our homes, in our families, upon our children. I believe that God can give us success if we will learn to hear His voice and just simply obey Him. And so tonight we'll begin a, a series of messages. I believe it's uh, three weeks long. Entitled, Can You Hear Me Now? And tonight I want to simply deal with this thought. God wants to talk to you. What led me in this direction um, is just in our reading this week. Uh, we've been reading the Gospel of Mark. That's where we are. And you'll notice there on your handout, the Scriptures will not be on the screen, just the main points. But Mark chapter 4 verse 9, Jesus speaking, He says, let anyone who has ears to hear, listen. Let anyone who has ears to hear, listen. And then there in chapter 4, verse 23, 24, he says this, If anyone has ears to hear, let him listen. And he said to them, notice this, pay attention to what you hear. You see, all of us have ears for hearing, all of us have ears for listening. But the problem is, are we always hearing what God is saying? Jesus says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. In fact, when you get into the book of Revelation, the second chapter and the third chapter, the letters to the seven churches, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the church. God wants us to hear him. God wants us to understand him. And I believe that as followers of Christ, we're to be tuned in to God and we're to be tuned in and listening to his voice, that our ears are to always remain open. You see, that's the difference between our ears and our eyes. Our eyes have eyelids, they close. But our ears don't. That means they should always be open to hear God. That means we need to have ears open to hear God when we go shopping. We need to have ears open to hear God, not just when we're in church. We need to have ears open when we're at home. We need to have ears open when we're out riding, the car, riding around in the car. We need to always have ears open to hear what God is saying. Because I believe God wants to speak to us. I believe God wants to give us direction. I believe that God wants to give us counsel. I believe that God wants to give us wisdom. And so our ears should never be closed to what God might say to us. Now if you've been in church any amount of time, if you've been around Christians for any length of time, you've probably heard some of these phrases that I'm going to use. The Lord spoke to me. Or I heard the Spirit say. Or I have this feeling, this prompting that the Lord said this to me. How many has ever heard any of those kinds of phrases before? Well, those statements presuppose one thing. God speaks. Those statements presuppose that God is a speaking God. 
And I would submit to you tonight that our God is a speaking God. In fact, I would say that He's always been a speaking God. How did He create this world? He spoke. In fact, look at the Bible, Genesis 1-3. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Psalm 33, 9, for he spoke and it came into being. He commanded and it came into existence. Our God is a speaking God. In fact, as you read the Bible, you'll find these phrases throughout the Word of God. The, 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 the Lord said, you'll find that phrase. You'll also find a phrase that says this, the Word of the Lord came unto me saying, God is a speaking God. You see, we serve a God that isn't silent, that God is a communicator, and God is still speaking today. But most of all, God wants to talk to you. God wants to have a conversation with you, and yet so many times we've made prayer all about us talking to God, us telling God what we need, us telling God what we want, us telling God what we need Him to do when He wants to talk to you in return. If you are a child of God, God wants to give you direction. God wants to lead your life. God wants to give you good counsel. God wants to show you what to do or what not to do. God wants to talk to us. And here's what I believe, and I I sincerely believe this. I believe that God is always working and God is always speaking. But the question we have to ask ourselves, am I listening? Am I listening? Because I believe He is speaking. But we're just not picking up what God's putting down. We're just not tuned in. And so we miss a lot of things that God could do in our lives and God could do through our lives because we don't hear Him. Because here's the thing, you've heard me say this before. God most likely isn't going to speak to you audibly. Could He? Yes. But most likely He's not going to speak audibly. You're not going to hear Him like you hear me talking to you. And when you hear Him, most likely it's not going to be a shout. He's not going to get out one of them great big megaphones and shout at you and holler at you to get your attention. That's not what He did with Elijah. He wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the fire. But a still small voice. And it's not always easy to hear a whisper, is it? That's why you've got to have your ears open and you've got to stay close to Him. So you can hear God when He speaks. And so tonight, I want to deal with this thought of God wants to talk to you. And over the next several weeks, we're going to talk about hearing the voice of God, how God talks to us. We're going to talk about being led by the Holy Spirit. But tonight, I want to answer two questions. First question I want to answer is this. Number one, why is it important to hear from God? Why is it important to hear from God? Now some people may think hearing God's not that important. Some people think, I, I, Pastor, I don't really need to hear from God. I don't really need to be led by God. But listen, that's not the kind of attitude you should have. In fact, I would submit to you that you should want to be hearing from God on a daily basis. You should want to hear His voice. You should want to hear His direction. You should want God to guide your life every single day. Let me give you some reasons why it's absolutely important to hear directly from God. Number one, it proves you're in God's family. Hearing from God proves you're in His family. 
You see, when you're tuned into God and when you hear His voice, when you hear Him speak, it confirms your relationship with Him. When you hear God, it's saying that you're a son, you're a daughter, that you belong to Him when you hear His voice. Listen to what John says, chapter 10, verse 1 through 5. Truly I tell you, anyone who doesn't enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in some other way as a thief and a robber, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the, she- shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him and the sheep hear his voice. Notice that. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he's brought all his own outside, he goes ahead of them. The sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger. Instead, they will run away from him because they don't know the voice of strangers. Now look at verse 27 of chapter 10. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Now you'll notice something in verse 3 and verse 27. Jesus said, His sheep hear His voice. Isn't that what He said? He didn't say His sheep can hear His voice or should hear His voice or might hear His voice. He states emphatically, My sheep hear My voice. They do hear Me when I speak. He says, If you belong to Me, if you're Mine, you will hear My voice. That's what he says. My sheep hear my voice. You see, just as a parent talks to all of their children, God talks to all of His children. He doesn't just talk to the pastors and prophets and preachers and evangelists, the missionaries. He doesn't just talk to those who've been around the longest and serving Him the longest. If you're a child, He talks to you. He doesn't leave any child out. He talks to all of His children from the brand new believer to the seasoned saint. God speaks to all of those who are part of His family. God doesn't have a special class of people and a special group of people that He wants to give His Word to and give His message to. He wants to speak to all of His children. And when you hear His voice, it proves that you are His child. Listen to what Paul said in Romans 8.14. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Paul says if you're being led by the Spirit of God, it's an indication that you are the child of God. And so what does all this mean? It means that when you hear God's voice and when you're led by the Spirit, it proves you belong to the Father. You are a child of God. Hearing Him proves you're in the family. And so that being said, if you say, I never hear from God. I never hear God speak. That's an indication that maybe you're not a part of his family. Because he said, my sheep hear my voice. Let me say it this way. If you can open up this book and it never speaks to you, you may not be his. Now let me say this before we move on to the next thing. I know that what God speaks to us may not always be worth the blessing and comfort. That's what some people want. They always want good things. God, give me a good word. But sometimes God speaks words of conviction. Listen, not condemnation, but He speaks words of conviction and He speaks words of correction. And if you belong to Him, you'll hear His voice and you'll be willing to receive whatever words He speaks to you. Whether it's words of blessing and words of comfort or whether it's words of discipline, you'll receive it. See, I'm afraid that some people, they write off God's voice or they ignore what God is saying because they mistakenly believe that God would never rebuke them. 
or discipline them. But the Bible says that he chastens those that he loves. You see, some people think that what they're hearing can't be from God because it doesn't give them this warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Well, that must not be from God because that makes me feel bad. That must not be from God because uh, that brings conviction to my life. Well, good, because God's more concerned about your holiness than your happiness. Again, let me just say this and, and, and kind of get away from just my notes for just a moment. Listen, we've got this shallow Christianity today where everybody wants to feel good. Listen, every time the prophet stood up, they didn't always have a feel-good message for the people. Sometimes it's, you better get right. Or you're going to be overthrown, you're going to be overtaken. And sometimes that's what preachers have to do. They have to stand up and not always bring words of comfort. And, she, and, and, and when I preach the book of the Bible like we do in Ephesians, that means I can't skip things. You know, some people might think, well, what the women preach, preachers really preaching hard on me today. Well, listen, it's just in the text. I'm just preaching what's next. I'm not picking on anybody. I'm, I'm just preaching what's there. And you see, I can't get in trouble that way. Because if I start with verse 24 in chapter 4 last week and start with 25 this week and keep going, nobody can't say he's, he's isolated me out. I'm just preaching. Sometimes you have to deal with difficult things. But God sometimes gives difficult words. But can I tell you what that proves? It proves He loves you. That when He convicts and when He corrects, it proves He loves you. And it proves you belong to Him. But secondly, why is it important to hear the voice of God? It protects you from mistakes. If you listen to God, I believe you'll make fewer mistakes in life. Why? Because God can warn you in advance. God can keep you out of trouble. Let me ask you, how many of you like to make fewer mistakes in life? How many of you like to make better decisions in 2020? I believe we all would. I believe if you'd listen to God, we could have more wisdom. Make better decisions, amen? Look at Proverbs 3, 6. Seek His will in all you do and He will show you which path to take. You're to acknowledge Him in everything. Seek His will in all you do. He'll make your path straight. He'll show you which path to take. Now notice, it didn't say seek His will just in church. It said seek His will in all you do. Acknowledge Him in everything. That means you're to put God first and say, God, what do you want to do in my life? What do you want to do in my family? What do you want to do in my finances? What do you want to do in my career? You acknowledge His will. You seek Him in everything. You say, I believe God can save us from wasting time, money, and energy if we will listen to Him. He can keep us from a whole lot of trouble that we get ourselves into if we just learn to listen to His voice. But can I tell you what we often do? Instead of asking God what we need to do, we want to ask our buddy down at work. We want to ask our buddy down there somewhere else. And he's, got, he's just as messed up as we are. Let me ask you this. Why, why would you ask somebody for marital, marital advice who's already been divorced two times and their third marriage is already on the rocks? 
Why would you ask somebody for financial advice who's declared bankruptcy and can't hardly balance a checkbook? That's what people do. It's what some Christian people do. I know this is quiet tonight, but, but, but that's what we do. But God says, if you ask me for wisdom, I'll give it to you. Isn't that what he says? James chapter 1 verse 5, he says this. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. If you need wisdom, ask God and He's generous enough to give it to you. And guess what? He won't be mad for you asking. He'll be delighted that you ask. You see, I believe as the people of God, we ought to be some of the wisest people on this planet. In fact, what did Jesus tell His people? Homeless as dove and wise as serpents. We're to be wise. And yet so many times we're some of the foolish people. We're to be wise. We'd make fewer mistakes in life if we'd simply listen for God and do what He said. Amen? But number three, why hear the voice of God? It produces success in life. Success in life. Now, when I say success, I'm not talking about being rich and famous. What was that guy's name from that show, Robin Leach? Welcome to the world of the rich and famous. I'm not talking about rich and famous. I'm not talking about having more stuff, more money. I'm talking about being exactly who God made you to be, doing everything God called you to do. Listen, that's the definition of success. Doing everything God's called you to do. Being everything God wants you to be. That's success in God's eyes. You see, I believe God has a plan for you. God has a plan for me. God has a purpose for our lives. But if we're going to walk it out, live it out, we've got to learn to listen to His voice and do what He says. Because listen, if we don't do what He says, we're going to have trouble. And let me just say this. Anyway, eventually you're going to do what He says. Listen, you're going to do it the easy way or the hard way, but eventually you're going to do what he says. Jonah said, I'm not going to Nineveh. And God said, okay, we'll see. And he went down to Tarshish, and he went down into the bottom of the ship. Did you notice every time he did something, he went down. That's what sin does. And you fail to heed what God wants you to do. You're always going down. Why? Because you're going away from God. That'll preach. And when the storm came, he knew why the storm came. In fact, the Bible says God sent the storm. Isn't that what the Bible says? And he told him, you've got to throw me overboard. And as soon as they threw him overboard, the Bible says that God prepared a great fish for him. And it took him three days and three nights in the belly of that great fish before he finally just said, God, I'll go. And even then, he was mad when he went. But he said he wasn't going, but he... He went. So you can do it the easy way or the hard way. But if you'll listen to God's voice and do it the easy way and say, God, I'll go, here I am, send me, like Isaiah did, and just listen. Listen, you can have success in your life. You can accomplish great things that God wants you to accomplish. Listen to Psalm 32, verse 8. I will instruct you and show you the way to go. Listen, God doesn't want you to live aimlessly and walk blindly in life. I'll instruct you and show you the way to go. Notice this. With my eye on you, I will give counsel. 
Listen, God hasn't lost sight of you, but He'll keep His eye on you and He'll give you counsel. Let me say it like this. How many has ever got GPS or something in your car? Well, listen, we've got the Holy Spirit inside of us and God will direct us. Much like you follow that little thing, that little voice in your car, that little thing on your car telling you, turn here, turn there. Listen, if you'll listen to God, you listen to the Holy Ghost, God will tell you which way to turn and which way to go. He'll tell you when to stop and when to move. It's God's positioning system. And we have that built into us when we're saved. But listen to that verse again in the New Living Translation. Psalm 32, verse 8. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. He says, God's got a pathway for your life and it's going to be the best pathway for your life. Do you understand tonight that the best pathway for your life is different than the best pathway for somebody else's life? And if you try to follow somebody else's pathway, your life's going to have problems. That if I try to follow somebody else's will for my life, or if I try to follow somebody else's will, I'm going to have trouble. And yet so many times that's what we do. We we, we know what God has called us to do, but we don't like what God's called us to do, so I'm going to go do what God called them to do. You're headed for trouble. Because God has the best best path for your life. And if you'll follow His will for your life, you'll have success. You'll see the blessing and favor of God overtake your life. I believe God knows what's best for us. And I believe if we'll listen to Him, He'll take us to the right relationships. He'll take us to the right job. He'll take you to to the right, just fill in the blank, if you'll listen. That's why we need to learn to listen to the voice of God it produces success in life it protects us from mistakes and it proves that we're in God's family but let's look at the second question and that's why can't I hear God's voice God wants to talk to us God wants to speak to us we've got to find out and answer this question why can't I hear God's voice Five reasons why we sometimes struggle to hear from God. Number one, busyness. Seems like I've mentioned this the past several weeks. But busyness. Always being on the go. Always in a hurry. Always in a rush. That's how you live your life. You're dealing with the barrier of busyness. And you're going to struggle to hear God speak. You see, one of the main reasons we can't hear God is because we don't take time to hear God. We're in a hurry, and God usually isn't. We usually say, God, I need to hear you, and I need to hear you now, and... That's not usually how it works. Can God speak on the moment? Yes. But I've usually found that 
when I learn take the time to God, take the time with God to hear Him, it's easier to hear Him as I live my life. That if I can cultivate a relationship with Him daily by getting along with Him, it's much easier to hear Him when I'm out and about and be prompted by the Holy Ghost. But if I don't get familiar enough with His voice, how am I going to know when He speaks while I'm in the middle of doing something else? And that's a problem. You've got to learn to know the voice of God. And when you get familiar with that voice and know His voice and get comfortable with His voice, you can ride down the road and hear Him when He speaks. You can be at the sink washing dishes and hear Him when He speaks. You can be in the grocery store pushing the buggy and on aisle three and Him speaking, you hear Him. Why? Because you've cultivated a relationship where you know that voice. And you're open. But our problem is we're always busy and always on the go that we don't know how to just simply wait on God and be still before Him and then we wonder, why can't I hear from God? You see, our schedules are so full that we don't have any margin to hear from God. Listen, I believe if Jesus took the time to go up into the mountains and spend all night in prayer, we should take some time to get along with God. I read this text, I believe it was last week. We'll look at it again. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed Him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what He taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. Martha's busy serving, but Mary's at the feet of Jesus listening. Many of us are like Martha. We're we're busy, we're always on the go, we're distracted, we're overcome with worry, we're anxious. But Jesus says, Mary has chosen that which is better. And it's not going to be taken away from her. If you want to hear God, you've got to take time, allocate time to listen. Here's what I would say to you. Set an appointment with God. Put it on your calendar. You put appointments for everything else. You make appointments for lunch. You make appointments for doctor visits. You make appointments to go uh, uh, meet people. Make an appointment with God. You want to meet with Him in the morning? Make an appointment. 8 o'clock, I'm going to meet with God. And guess what? When God sees your seriousness about making an appointment with Him, listen, I promise you, God will meet you there. But guess what? When somebody calls you up, say, hey, let's go get breakfast at 8 o'clock in the morning. I can't. i got an appointment. And guess what? You're not lying to them. And when you get those pushy people saying, come on, let's go. Let, let, let's go. I've got an appointment. Come on, let's go eat. You just flat out tell them, I got an appointment with God. Are you more important than God? And you hadn't told a lie if you put it on your calendar. 
Right? Put it on there. Hold yourself accountable. If you're not good at mornings, do it in the evening. But make an appointment. Here's what I'll also tell you. If you miss that appointment, you'll, you won't feel so good about yourself if you put it down. But see, if you never put it on the calendar, if you never put it in a place where you know you've got to be there, you do it or don't do it, you won't really feel anything. But if you put it down and you don't do it, you're going to feel it. But I missed it. We've got to slow down and hear from God. Psalm 46.10 Be still and know that I am God. You'll never know He's God until you stay still long enough to know He's God. Secondly, distractions and competing voices. Distractions and competing voices. It's hard to hear from God when your mind's always crowded with thoughts and worries and fears and plans. And that's why we want to pray, isn't it? Because as soon as we start to pray, our mind begins to get flooded with everything else we need to get done. Here's what I suggest to you. When you start to pray, get your little notepad or a piece of paper. And when all those things you didn't get done throughout the day start coming to your mind, just start writing them down. Don't get up and go do them. Just write it down and when you get done praying, then go do them. But we often miss what God's saying because we can't shut down our minds. We can't clear out our thoughts. You see, we live in a world that's constantly vying for our attention, wanting to distract us. And there's so many voices coming at us that it's hard to focus at times. But if you want to hear God's voice, you'll have to turn down the world, world's volume. You'll have to turn off the TV, turn off the radio, the computer, the, the cell phone, and just get along with God. In fact, let me say this, most of us, if we have cable, they have a thing called DVR now, where if you want to watch something, you can just set it to record and come back and watch it any time you want to watch it. I remember growing up, you had to get the VCR out, you had to get the tape, you had to try to set it just right, and hopefully get recorded. But now you can just DVR and play it whenever you want to. So we don't have to be there in front of the TV. We can go pray. We can go read our Bible. And let me just say this. Our lives would be a whole lot better if we filled it with the Bible and the Word of God. And spent time in prayer than the news and the game shows and everything else. Wouldn't it? Number three. Actually, let me read you this verse. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 35. Paul says, I'm saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. Now in context, he's talking about marriage, husbands and wives being married. And how when you're, you're, you're married, you'll be devoted to your spouse and you can get caught up in the things of this world. And he's saying here, I'm not trying to put restrictions on you. I'm not trying to put restraints on you. But, here's what he, he, but he says, I, I want you to... Serve the Lord the best you can, and I want you to have as few distractions as possible. I want you to be fully devoted to the Lord. If we're going to hear God, we've got to eliminate distractions, and our world's full of them. Number three, pride. Pride. 
If for some reason you think you don't need God in your life and you want to handle things yourself, you're probably not going to hear God speak. Or you're probably not going to be listening for God to speak. You think that somehow you're a self-made man, a self-made woman, and I can handle it on my own? You're probably not going to get too much direction for God. You're probably going to be butting heads with God and fighting against God. Pride keeps us from being open to the possibility that God might have something to say. Pride keeps us doing things our way rather than listening to God and doing things His way. Number four. Fear. Fear keeps people from hearing the voice of God. A lot of people struggle with hearing God speak because they're afraid to hear God speak. And you would think that as believers we wouldn't be afraid. But some people think hearing God's voice somehow makes you a religious fanatic. Or some people think that if you hear from God, He might say something you don't want Him to say. And they're afraid. What might God say to me if I actually listen? Maybe you're afraid that He'll call you to ministry. Maybe you're afraid that God would ask you to give up everything and go to some third world country. Because you're afraid of God, what God might say, you'd just say, I... I just don't want to hear it. You can't let fear keep you from missing out on what God wants to do in your life. Fear will keep you from allowing God to lead you in everyday life. You see, we think we just need to hear God for big decisions. Isn't that what we think? We think that we only need God's guidance when it comes down to what job to take and who to marry and what college to go to and all these kinds of things. Listen, you need to hear God every day of your life. You need to be led by the Spirit of God on which direction you ought to drive home sometimes because some crazy person might be out there on the road who wants to take your life. And God can take you another way. Don't tell me it don't happen. I've heard the stories of how people have been led different ways home. God kept them. Or how you thought you was going to go to a certain store, but for some reason you just got this inclination, this desire that I'm, I'm, I'm not going to that store. I'm, I'm going to go to, to this one. You don't ever know why that may have happened. There may have been somebody in that parking lot waiting on someone to show up. Someone that they could look at and think that, oh, they're helpless and can't really defend themselves and I'll, I'll get them and God kept you from going. By simply putting a thought in your mind that I'm going to go somewhere else. Let me just say this. Don't, don't, don't ignore those thoughts and think those are just crazy thoughts. Listen. You'd be aware of those things. Amen?
Number five, let, let me give you this. A lack of openness. Too many people are close to the possibility that God might want to speak to them. Some people just think, why, why would God want to speak to me? And so they're kind of close to God speaking to them. And they, uh, just too many people believe that God don't want to do anything in my life. Or God don't want to lead me. But as I said, He wants to talk to all of His children. You might be here tonight and you think that God doesn't want to talk to me. So you've kind of closed your mind to the possibility of hearing God. But hear me again. If you belong to Him, He wants you to hear His voice. He wants to talk to you, but here's the thing. You've got to be eager to hear His voice. You've got to be willing to hear His voice. And let me just kind of throw this in here. You've got to be willing to obey Him when He speaks. Right? In closing, Dallas Willard said this. If God doesn't speak today, then the greatest disservice we could ever do to people is tell them they could have a personal relationship with God. If God doesn't speak today, then the greatest disservice we could ever do to people is to tell them they could have a personal relationship with God. You see, we were created to be in a relationship with God. He came down in the garden, Genesis chapter 3, the Bible tells us that He came down in the cool of the day and He walked with Adam. Why? Because He wanted relationship. God created us for that. He created us to fellowship with Him. Listen, there is no relationship without a two-way communication. See, it's not enough for us to simply talk to God. We've got to learn how to listen to God talk to us. We've got to take time and let God speak. One of the things that I have to do in preparing messages is many times just see it and just try to listen. See what God would say and what direction He would have me go. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's not. I have in the past, not so much here, especially with preaching through a book of the Bible. I have walked in before on a, especially a Sunday evening service when I used to preach Sunday night services, walked in, and at the time of walking in the service, not know what direction I was going for that night. Not until I got to the pulpit. Talk about your heart beating out your chest. That'll do it. Somehow God would always either give me a verse of Scripture or just thought, and I would get up with His help do the best I could. We've got to learn to listen to His voice. Because He wants to talk to us. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to learn how God talks to us. I believe next week, I don't know exactly how 
what the title is, but we're going to learn how God talks to us. Four ways, I believe it is, that, that God talks to us. And then we're going to deal with a message on how to recognize it's God or not. Because every voice you hear is not God. Right? Every, listen, everything you think comes into your mind is not always God. And we've got to learn how to test the spirits to see whether or not it is of God. So stand with me. I 